Blessed one, welcome to Inspiring Word, a life-transforming encounter with the Word of God with Bishop Steve Asari. Bishop Steve Asari is the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, the Way Cathedral. Lighthouse Chapel International is part of the United Denomination, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Steve has a unique teaching gift and ministers powerfully under the anointing. Join us now on Inspiring Word with Bishop Steve O. Asari. Father, open our eyes to behold wondrous things from your law. In Jesus' name, amen. Be seated. Wow. Last week, we are talking about seven great principles. We said that man is a spirit, he has a soul, and he lives in a body, and the essence of all that discussion was that we pay attention to our souls. Is that not so? A lot of attention. Is that not so? And you have to always remember that the real you is your spirit. The real you is your spirit, right? The real you is your spirit. Actually, you are is different even from the Holy Spirit. Because the real you is not the Holy Spirit. The real you is your spirit. And the Bible talks about your spirit. And then the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit. And there are two things. No man knoweth the spirit, the thoughts of man, except the spirit of man that is in him. What scripture is that? What scripture is that? Find it for me. Okay? For what man knoweth the things of man? Save for what man knoweth the things of a man? Save the spirit of man which is in him. So it's called the spirit of man. Is it the Holy Spirit? You mind me. <laughs> it's not the Holy Spirit. It's the spirit of man. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Is that the Holy Spirit? Eh? Okay. Some people are just saying no to everything. So we see the spirit of man and then the next moment we see the spirit of God. So there are two different spirits. You have your spirit. That is what makes you a living soul. 
when God breathes into man the breath of life, he breathes your spirit, the spirit of man. That's what you have. If he breathes the Holy Spirit, then you will say everybody who is alive and living is filled with the Spirit. With the Holy Spirit, is that not so? But can we say that? No. Everybody who is alive has a spirit. That's your spirit. That's what makes you a living person. And then, when you are born again, and you receive the Holy Spirit, then the Spirit of God now comes in to regenerate or bring life into your spirit. Because without God, although you have your spirit, you are dead. Because that spirit doesn't have the life of God. It's separated from God. So when you are born again, then the spirit of God or the Holy Spirit now comes into you for regeneration. If you want a modern word, you can say reinvigoration. To bring life into your spirit, which is now dead. So man is a spirit. So the day you die, it is your spirit. What makes you you? That moves away from you. Then the body is left behind. And we say, you are dead. Uh, we read Ecclesiastes 1.7. Or 12.7. Ecclesiastes 12.7. That's what we read. Where is it? Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was. Because this is what is called dust. Your body. Your nice body is called what? Dust. So the young men that when you see somebody's body and you are getting into madness, it's dust. And I don't know what you do with dust. So he said, then shall the dust, the body, which is the dust, when you die, one, what dust to dust, earth to earth, dust to dust, ashes to ashes. So this dust is returning to the earth as it was or from where it came. Because God made man out of the dust. Of the earth. So please don't become too proud about your beauty. It's dust. My leg is like this. My nose is like this. 
my hair is like that. It's all dust. And you report that because you think you have features. People who also don't have understanding come to follow you. Yes, it's, it's lack of understanding. Because if you have understanding, you see that the bottles that is rolling in front of you is what? Some dust has been collected together and it's rolling on the earth. Is that why you are going to hell? They don't have understanding, so they follow you and lead you to hell. Because of your dust. No, it's not dusty. The word is not dusty. It's what? And, and there are two different words. Dusty is like there's some dust on it. Dust is the whole thing is dust. Useless. Who collects dust in your house and put it in your wardrobe or fridge to preserve. Dust is a problem. Just like your body is a problem. Look, if you are very alive, you will find out that your, pod, your body is a problem. Oh, true. Unless you are not alive. If you are alive, what do you do? Now you are spiritual. You see that this body that I'm carrying is the biggest baggage I have. Oh, yeah. And the spirit, which spirit? Is it the Holy Spirit? Yeah, the spirit, that your spirit shall return unto, give, unto God who gave it hmm, the day he breathed on you. That was, that was it. So this body there, almost it has nothing to do with God. It's not going anywhere. It was just made from the earth so that you will live in a body because you cannot also be a spirit. If we come to church and Bishop Kofi is not sitting here, where is Bishop Kofi? So he's around, only that he's not in his body today, so you can't see him. Which one too is that? So we, we, you can only relate to the earth by being in the body. Yes. And the day you leave the body, then you have nothing to do with the earth anymore. Don't come and stand here and say you are a ghost. We'll challenge you. You have nothing to do with us anymore. What gives you the right to relate with us? Now you don't have it again. So please, don't come and stand in some corner or some darkness or whether it is you or it's your whatever, I don't know. And say, I'm a ghost. I died. I've come back. Well, go and be where you have to be because you don't belong here again. <laughs> yeah. So, please, when you are giving all your attention to the dust and the spirit, 
is left uncared for, know that it's a big mistake. You get it? Wow. My time is up, but God is not finished with me yet. Time has finished with me, but not God. And then we said the unsaved man is dead. The spirit of the unsaved man is dead. Is that not so? And is desperately wicked. So every relationship, agreement, lien, contract, whatever you do with an unsaved person, an unbeliever, remember that you are entering into a relationship and an agreement with a wicked person. It is only the love of God when it comes into you, then it changes something about you. And now you begin to relate with people differently. But if that one is not there, the wickedness is very high. There's lying, stealing, killing, anything. And the way you also understand that this thing is spiritual or it is in us and it is not like your environment that brings it or something, is that it is in every person and especially with children. Who teaches a child to lie? No, no, but almost every child has that tendency. It's not me. You put your destiny down. By the time you break, you came, somebody has started the thing, it's broken. There are three children in the house. Who did this? Do you have anybody owning up to say that I am the one? Nobody knows anything about it. You put chocolate in the fridge and it has vanished from the fridge. Where is the chocolate? They will all be there. Say, ah, was there chocolate? Where did you put it? I didn't see it, but this is the very mouth that has eaten them. And little children. So you see that there's a certain nature that we also come up with and we grow with. And it is wickedness. So unless the spirit of God comes in, the nature of man is absolutely wicked. So those of you who are working very hard to marry an unbeliever, remember that you are going in for something you'll find very difficult to handle. Number three, today. The spirit of a saved man is righteous and truly holy. The spirit of a saved man is righteous and truly holy. Holy. Mm. Beautiful, isn't it? Okay. Ephesians 4.24 And that ye put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. That's Ye 
put on the new man uh, which after God the new man is after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Listen carefully. Very short. When you are born again your state changes from a wicked person to a righteous person. Yes. How many are born again? You are a righteous person. I know you were sinning last night. But the Bible says that the new man is what? He is made after God in righteousness. Yeah. So that's your state. Righteousness. And true holiness. Every time we get into sin, we are acting against our nature. Did you get that one? Did you get that one? You should get it. You should get it. You should get it. When you get into your elements, you are acting against what you are supposed to be. Because what you are supposed to be is a righteous and truly holy person. So when you engage in things you are not supposed to engage in, you are acting against what God says you are. This is not you. Look at the scripture again. And ye put on the new man. Do what? Do what? You put on the new man. That means there is a new man. But that new man has not been enforced on you. That means you are not automatically walking in the ways of the new man. But you now have to force to get the ways and the nature and the thoughts and the acts and actions of the new man upon your life. It is for you to do it. Yes. You have to do it. Change the version. So that, let me see, having checked though, but change the version for me. If I saw blessing, you, you are righteous. Put on your new nature. Thank you. Created to be like God. Hey, truly righteous and holy. I love it. Do you love it? I love it. Do you love it? Do what? Put on your new nature because many of us, we are still walking in the old nature. Your quarreling is the old nature. It's not the new one. So the fact that you are born again doesn't mean that 
uh, what is it? Sin is, has been catered for. And now it doesn't come to you again. You are still living in the flesh. Another point that you see is that your mind is still the same. The old mind that you have is not changed. So the tendency is for you to walk in your old ways and your sins and everything. Um, you have people you don't talk with. You have made account with people. You fornicate by heart. You drink and uh, get drunk on Christmas and your birthday and Easter and your friend's birthday. And whenever there is a party, so a good part of the time you are drunk, you are a Christian, but all these things are there. That's why when you see a Christian who is in sin, I mean, don't doubt his Christianity. But what he has not been able to do is Ephesians 4.24. That's what he's not been able to do. Put on. You put it on. No, you see, nobody can force it on you. You have to do it for yourself. And if you don't force that cloak on yourself, you say you are a Christian, you'll be walking in the old destiny. Yes. Had a young man, very zealous for God, everything, prayer, and everything. But the problem was drinking. Yeah. Talk to him, counsel him. You stop for a while. Then when he starts withdrawing for some time, it means he's back into it. Yeah. Are serious things. There are people who are anointed, even pastors. That's when you read God generals, they say, this great guy, what's his name? Hmm? Yes, what's his name? A. Allen. When he died, he was covered, or his room was bottles. Like he has drunk himself to death. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that there's a nature. The natural one that you have is the old man, which is wicked, which is sinful, which is away, uh, separated from God, which wants to live its own distance, and which will naturally naturally lead you into wickedness. Because if you live your life, your body, where are you going? I mean, you are, you are, you are anything. You will do anything because the body wants to do anything. Maybe you are here. If I left my body, I would not come to church this morning. Oh, true. But I had very tired even how to wake up. It wasn't easy. Very tired, but hey, get up. Body, get up. And let's go. So your spirit must be ruling over your body. Commanding your body, get up, let's go. Commanding your body, you say you want what? Alcohol. Never, never, you won't have it. You want sex. What do you mean? Are you mad? Never. <laughs> 
You'll be talking to yourself. People think you are mad, but you are commanding your body and you are bringing the body under control. Because if you don't bring this body under control, brother, you'll be in all kinds of troubles and disgrace. So let your spirit man be alive. And let your spirit man gain control over the body and command the body because man is a spirit. Your spirit is you, not your body. So the person who must be in charge is your spirit, your regenerated spirit. The reason why unbelievers are allowed, <laughs> if I should put it that way, to do anything is because their spirits are not regenerated. So it's, they are allowed. Do you understand allowed? Allowed means that whatever they do, it shouldn't surprise you. But for you, as a Christian. So, if you are born again, you are required to know that you are made righteous. You have been made righteous. When a man is born again, the spirit within is changed. You have made a righteous person as a born again Christian. Second Corinthians 5.21 says, watch it carefully. For he has made him to be sin, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He has made him, that is, God has made Jesus to be sin. Who knew? He didn't know any sin. But as an atonement and a sacrifice for us, he has made him to be sin, not sinful. So as he was hanging on the cross, that is sin. He knew no sin, but he became sin so that we shall be called the righteousness of God. Give your neighbor a high five and say, righteous Righteous, uh, if you know the name, mention the name Righteous Destin, Righteous uh, Sister This or Righteous. So next time you are in your foolish elements. Are you listening to me? Next time you are in your foolish element, ask yourself, say Righteous man or Righteous girl, am I the one doing this thing? Ask yourself that question because that's when the devil will be mocking you. Say, is it not you who said in church uh, the other day that you are righteous? Now look at what you are doing. You are living or you are acting directly against your nature. Because your nature is righteous and truly holy. He made him to be sin who knew no sin that we will be made the righteousness of God in him. So when we talk about they overcame by the 
the blood of the lamb and the power of their testimony. This is one of the testimonies you should have. But I know that it's not easy to say because you know yourself that you are very far from righteousness. But I, I think you should still say it. Maybe that is one of the ways to put on the new nature, to declare what you are and declare what you have and declare what you are made of and declare what is there. Although you can't see it, it doesn't seem to manifest. It doesn't seem to be clear, but that is what it is. That's what I am. You see, I've gone this way, but that's not me. My way is like this. So then you can make a U-turn and come back to the way. heard something in the conference. He said, no matter how far you go on the wrong way, you must make a U-turn. If you were going to Kumasi and you headed to Angkoko is on the way to Kumasi. You don't know anywhere, Gaman. Jejeme. And you headed for like Cape Coast Road and you went all the way to yeah. Yeah, almost in Cape Coast. But you still need a U-turn because your destination is not Cape Coast. So, but I'm almost there. I'm so close. Why do I have to turn? If you continue going, you get to Cape Coast. What business do you have to do there? That's how I thought about it. That even if because I'm very close, I don't want to turn and you get there, what will you do? What you are going to do is in Kumasi, it's not in Cape Coast. Cape Coast is central region, somewhere here, and Kumasi is Ashanti, yes. And Nkoko is on the way to Kumasi. He has made, he has been made to be seen for us, he has made him to be seen who knew no sin, so that you be called Madam Righteous. Is there a Madam Righteous sitting by you? Is there a Madam Righteous? Ask Madam Righteous, how many people are you making a car with? Also, a righteous one in Ipa ten ayaka. Even an opaya when you are sorry, then your, your, your heart will show like that when you saw the person. Hey, I can't even tell us you are what. There's a. Uh, what scripture is that? Hmm. My time is up and I'm trying to give scriptures. So, this is to let you understand who you are. So that when you are in your things, do you have things? Then you remember that where you are and what you are doing is very far from what you are supposed to be.
Wow. Galatians 3.13. Show you some scripture. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Galatians 3.13. Being made a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. So as he was hanging on the cross, he was cursed. Why? So that you be redeemed from the curse. Verse 14. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. He was hanging there as cursed. I am the one cursed. But he took my place and took the curse for himself. So he was hanging there as curse so that I will be called righteous and I will inherit blessings. Now, another very important thing is in, um, let me continue, Philemon. Let's read from verse 4. From verse 4. Philemon. He said, I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers. Then verse 5 says that, hearing of thy love and faith, which thou hast towards the Lord Jesus and towards all sins. Hearing. How do you hear? You hear because it's spoken. If it's not spoken, you cannot hear. So if I hear of your love, either you are speaking it or it's spoken of. So to hear, there must be some speaking or some voicing out of some declaration. That's what makes you hear. Look at verse 6. We usually have verse 6. Verse 6, for we, verse 6, please. That the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. The communication of your faith may become effectual by what? By what? Hmm? By acknowledging every good thing which is in you. Watch. So I was, I paused on uh, verse 5 where he said, hearing, and said, I thank God for you hearing of your love and your faith. There's some speaking. That's why there's some hearing. There's some speaking about love. There's some speaking about faith. There are some words that are coming on, expressing the love, the faith, and everything. And he said that, that the communication of your faith will be made effectual by what? The acknowledging of every good thing that is in you. Look at your neighbor sitting by you and see whether there's any good thing in them. 
Is that any good thing? What good thing? Huh? I don't know. I, well, me, I don't know. But the Bible is saying that there are good things in you and you have to acknowledge them. Yes. You have to acknowledge them. You have to speak about them. You have to think about them. You have to, you have to, you have to, you have to uphold them. You have to make them important. Because like we're doing in the prayer, we are easily drawn to the negative things and not the good things. But everybody has good things in you, great things. God, are you not the righteousness of God? Why are there not great things in you? There are great things in you. There are good things that God has given you. Good qualities. His spirit is in you. He has changed you. And he has made you a great person. And he said that you must acknowledge those things. How do you acknowledge? You acknowledge by speaking about them. That's why he said hearing about your faith and your love. I thank God for you hearing about your faith and your love in the Lord. So when I hear the things you talk about, I say, thank God. But when you come, or when you are talking and everything is just negative and everything is down, by the time you finish talking, the person you are talking to is discouraged like you. Oh, have you experienced it before? That somebody comes to talk to you, by the time the person finishes, you are in the same kind of discouragement that the person is in because... Or you're so down and so broken and so hopeless that at the end of it, you see things like this thing there. Where are we passing to solve this thing? You are acknowledging the negative things and the problems and uplifting them and making them so great that it looks like there's no solution. But there is a solution. Rather, instead of acknowledging the negatives and the problems, he said, every good thing, every good thing, every good thing, every good thing that is in you, see the good thing. If you have a friend, you must also see the good thing in your friend. And talk about the good things that your friend has. It encourages, doesn't it encourage? If somebody tells you about something good that you have done or something nice about you it's encouraging and it is important because like i said we have a condescending attitude towards ourselves always looking down on ourselves always seeing nothing good in us so if maybe i have that problem i can't see anything good but you are walking with me and you you have seen something and you say it encourages. So just both to say about yourself and also to say about your neighbor. The Bible is encouraging us to talk good things. Every good thing that is in you, acknowledge it. Talk about it. That's where we make declarations. You take the scriptures and you declare upon your life. Even if it is not so, declare it. 
as you declare, you are becoming like that. As you declare the words and you say the words for yourself, you are becoming what you are declaring. As you say it more and more, it is becoming, it is getting on you. You are clothing yourself in the new man. The new man is taking a position in your life and you are becoming what you have to become by saying what you are. And not always about how this thing has failed and how this thing is not working. How I went for the job and they didn't take me and how this and how this. Enough! I said what? I said what? Enough! Enough. You can't always be wearing a long face. Buy a natural say this thing. Be alive! Are you alive? Is somebody alive? Is somebody alive? Is somebody alive? Because there are great things in you. God has put great things in you. God didn't make you a failure and drop you on this earth that you come here. But everything you are going to do is failing. No. A lot of the things you bring them upon yourself. Yes. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So the way you think, that's what makes you what you are. If you change the way you think and you change the way you talk and not just your thinking but your talking. If you are talking and somebody says you are too known the person is not qualified to work with you. Change your friends. If you really want to grow spiritually that's one of the things you should be doing. Change the people you work with. People who don't believe cannot be around you. They can't be your friend. They can't be the people who are them. When you say this, oh, but you are this, and you say you are that. Ah, but last week you had this problem, and you say you don't have any problem. But you don't have any money, and you are declaring that. No, no, you don't need such a person around you. The person you need is somebody who also believes and acknowledges the great things that are in him. That they know that God has put something great in me and I have to acknowledge it. And it fills you with thanksgiving to God. When you are praying, you can say, thank you, God. That's why he said that I give thanks to God for you because I hear of your faith and your love. I hear of the good things, so I'm able to give thanks. But if you don't see any good thing, when you go to pray, you, maybe the best you can do is just cry. Cry and then get up and go. But when you can see that God has made you into something that you are not, something that you wouldn't have been, and there are great things in you, there are great things that are manifesting day by day, you'll be full of thanksgiving to God. Yeah. There's this scripture, we read it and we are done. Proverbs 28, 1. He said that the wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Do you have the scripture? Have you written it down? Have you underlined it in your Bible? The wicked, that's what? He flees when nobody tarnado. But what about the righteous? The righteous is what? Bold. The righteous is bold as a lion. 
you will not fear anything because you know who you are. The blood has washed you. The blood has purged you. The blood has cleansed you. The blood covers you. The blood protects you. The blood speaks for you. Jesus took sin so that you will be called righteous. For you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. His death has given you the cleansing to be called righteous. Arise. Everybody standing. You are not born again. All these things I'm saying will never apply to you unless you give your life to Jesus. It's only the people who have given their lives to Jesus and they are washed by the blood. They are the people that this thing applies to. You want to say, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus. And listen, if you don't have Jesus in you, you are unrighteous. You are not holy. You are sinful. And you are on your way to hell. But you don't have to go to hell. God doesn't want you to go to hell. That's why you came to church today. So I'm praying a special prayer for you to give your life to Jesus so that you will not go to hell. All the things I'm saying will now apply to you. Close your eyes, everybody. You want Jesus to come into your heart. You want to be born again. Lift up your right hand like this. Your right hand like this. Your right hand to Jesus. I need Jesus. I want Jesus. I want to be born again. I want my name to be written in heaven. I don't want to go to hell. I am made righteous. I want to inherit the righteousness that God has given me today. Lift it up high. Up high. Up high. Your hand is lifted up. Keep it up and come to me. Run to the front here. I'm praying a special prayer with you. Here. Right here in front. You lifted your hand. Come. Come very quickly. I want to see people running to the front quickly, 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 quickly. Come, young, old, rich, poor, anything you are and anything you have. He doesn't look at who you are, what you have, what you don't have, but he loves you just the way you are. God loves you just the way you are and is calling you into his life just the way you are come just the way you are say this prayer with me say Lord Jesus Lord Jesus thank you for dying for me come into my heart today forgive me my sins write my name in the book of life thank you Lord for dying for me Kase radi Yesu betrama kumemu na sakrame na trumi di e wonkwamanim me dawase se obi wumami amen God bless you God bless you for listening we invite you to join us this Sunday our doxa service is at 7:45 a.m. and victory service at 10 a.m. Our victory prayer service is on Saturdays at 6 a.m. Like and subscribe to Bishop Steve Asari DHMM on Facebook and YouTube and Lighthouse Chapel International HQ. May God bless you and protect you. Angels cry.
记忆